Spellbound in Black. I'm your host, Anissa. And we are back with a new episode. So, guys, I got a lot of great feedback from the show review of Juju, the web series. And that was a lot of fun. I actually did it with my homegirl, Enid, and everyone loved her. (laughs) And I'm so happy you guys really love the show. But unfortunately, like I um, said on the last episode, they did not reach their funding. So right now, um, the host has um, said, you know, she's going to hold off right now, but she is still committed with putting out season two. So I think it's just going to be a while. And now that we're dealing with this new coronavirus pandemic, it, I don't suggest, I don't think it's going to happen this year. So hopefully next year, you know, when everything is up and running again and people aren't <laughs> super nervous, we will have a season two and I'll be there to review it. So for this episode, we are ending the season of the witch with focusing on famous black witches. And I actually have a really great friend of mine. And he's also a recording artist. So I got someone famous, y'all. <laughs> the guest that I have is Stev Obsidian. And we've been friends for a very long time. And I'm so happy to have him on the show. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for asking me to do it. Pop, I popped my podcast cherry today. <laughs> <laughs> You're the third person, so I'm extremely happy. (laughs) So just to give a little backstory, we've been friends, I want to say, what, since 2015, 16? 11. Oh, it was. It sure was, because I was still in college, yep. Yep, those were the good times of years. I gave us more time, (laughs) yep, it was, 2011. And one thing I always remember from you was your voice and you always (laughs) said you was going to make an album and we actually have an album we we have an ep and it's called rq episode one love and i love it i absolutely love it and i'm not just saying that because i'm your friend thank you i I really appreciate that (laughs) thank you so much Absolutely. So I did go to your album release party last weekend and there was so much love in that room. Oh man. And when you, cause you were shy, you did not want to play your music. <laughs> we had to force you. Like you play everyone else. And we're like, we didn't come here to listen to X, Y, Z. We can't be here to listen to you. I think it's just, I, I still have, like, uh, one of those things where, you know, you do something, but, like, when you hear your own voice, you still get, like, a little, oh! And yeah. it's funny, because I've been recording for years, but yes. every now and then, I'm just like, oh, play the next song, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. So, <laughs> when you played, I remember when you played your first track, and everyone was just, like, taking it in, and they were, like, bopping their heads, 
and like you couldn't help but feel the energy in the room and it just grew from the first song eternal flower to the last song and that is the feels and the feels ends on such a high note where by the end of it everyone was like wanted to get up and dance yeah man <laughs> that's the moment <laughs> yeah but if you if you don't mind me asking like what was the thought process behind this album um honestly it started i mean I, a couple of the songs were recorded way before the other four i mean the other mm-hmm. two um, so, like, Love Gems might have been the first song recorder, like, way back, like, three years ago, but I just oh, never wow. did anything with it. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening was when I recorded Eternal Flower, I just had, I was like, oh, no, I know how this has to go. And it okay. has to be, like, a tale of love. And so the first song, Eternal Flower, is, like, a mother's love. Love mm-hmm. Gems would be, like, love of a companion. The, um, Elevate promotes self-love. And then the feels is just, like, that feel-good piece, that cook out, jump off, like, get up, dance, have a good time. Yeah. And I said, that's what this EP needs to be, you know? And you can actually feel that. And the one thing I loved, and it it actually touched me, was when your mom was telling us a story about hearing the first song. And, you know, she had that beautiful story about her hair. And it was just like, this th- this, this is love. You yeah. know, and this is when <laughs> yeah. you feel the authentic- authenticity in an artist. Because... It didn't feel like you was just writing to be writing. Like you really dug deep. Right. And you did the work. And I'm super proud of you. I'm really, really proud Thank of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad everybody's enjoying it. I'm glad you came out. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. I had to support. And I also had to come off of your mama's cooking because your mama. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally not a, a, a crumb left the next morning. I, I like was like, damn, well, let me see if I can take some food. And then it's like, nope, nothing. They're like, nope. <laughs> that's what it, so yeah. What was funny when I was leaving, like, I called my mom. I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way home. I was like, but mom, she had these wings. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that'd be it. Black, We're so black good. Women <laughs> in, black women in their wings, man. I tell you, that's, that's a selling point. Black women to get you. Listen, your mom could throw <laughs> down. No, I had you. I had a great time. So I'm so um, glad. Yeah, so will there be any upcoming live shows that we could catch you at? Or we're gonna just yes, hold up uh, yes, there there definitely will. Um I'm on Instagram and I post all of the links to like shows and things like that. I, I don't have the exact date right now, but I do know there's a show the first few weeks in April. Um, well, let's hope it still is, you know, with all this pandemic yeah. and everything going on. So hopefully things still work out. But I do have something coming up the first, like, or second week in April. So be on the lookout. I definitely keep you posted. And, you know, yeah. Absolutely. And I'll make sure to um, include your IG account so people want to follow you and then, you know, also come out and support you. They absolutely Definitely. Can. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So are you ready to talk about Black Witches? I sure am. They're like some of my favorite things in the whole world. Okay, so what what I did last week, I um, sent out on Instagram and also on Facebook. I just asked, you know, my followers, what is your favorite black witch? And we got a we we got submissions, and I picked the top ten. Now I want to be honest, there are a few <laughs> that I do not personally know. But y'all stand Same. for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were people who were like, um, I don't know this. <laughs> but 
y'all stand so hard for them. We we're gonna include them. Right. So um I believe we so before we picked even and odd and you got odd. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> so you go first. Okay, so the first uh set of black witches that we have on the list would be Moselle Baptiste Delacroix, played by Debbie Morgan, and El Zora, played by the late Diane Carroll. May she rest in peace. Yes, yes, uh, yes. From the movie Eve, Eve's Bayou. Um, and this is a movie that I saw all of maybe once as a young child, but I had such strange, like, connection to it because it was just, it, it's really a dark film, you know? It's got a yeah. really dark tale. And it wasn't until... Uh, Anissa asked me to be on the podcast that I like revisited and I was like oh this is even darker than I realized I mean I was a kid when that when this movie came out 97 I think right yeah we were we were babies we were <laughs> well, babies. babies we were young, we were we young. yeah yeah so it definitely takes like revisiting you know but um it it's it, it's it's an iconic film it's a it's a film that's on most people's list of like black films Mm-hmm. Um, and it has some, it has some black witches in it, you know, yeah. probably some of our first black witches. And the one thing I liked about this movie now, I, I also saw it as a child and, um, it, it didn't feel scary. It mm. felt like something we grew up in, like we grew up in mm-hmm. like in this culture. So it didn't seem Very like true. it was really some like hocus pocus, you know, spooky dookie, whatever, you know, it just felt like, oh no, like these women have this gift and, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what they're able to do. Now, the scene I can remember was when, what was the little girl's name? It was, um, oh, what is her name? She's, um, Smollett, Smollett, what's her name? Yeah, Journey Smollett's character. Yes, when she finds, I think her dad is gonna get killed or he's gonna die, and she's like freaking out because she knew it in advance. And I think it was like mm. a bug or it was like a cricket. No, am I bugging? Wasn't her fa- what then they said like her father was gonna pass away? Yeah. There, there was a yeah, they definitely had that moment. I don't remember the full details, but I know that like she, she was her, I think it's her, right? And her grandmother, they can both see things. Yeah, her and, and uh, she Moselle, saw her yeah. father. Cause I know I think he got killed like he was in a bar or something, and he got really drunk. I I can't remember the exact scene, but that just freaked me out how she knew her father was gonna die, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> but it, this it was it was mm-hmm. it, no it was it was it's definitely one of those movies that's like it, I felt like in revisiting it 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 kind of um it touches upon like the supernatural in such a subtle way. Yeah. And uh, and that was something that I like was like whoa like even that that one scene that I feel like most people probably remember and it's the scene where uh, Elzora tells Moselle um, you know she's like well we my well Moselle tells her we read my fortune and Elzora's like I don't think I need to tell you that you know and then she tells her that she's a black widow and she's cursed to all her husbands are gonna die and mm-hmm. and then she she just had this moment of like denial but I think it was mostly because maybe she kind of knew that I mean she's experienced it quite a few times. You yeah. know, yeah. With um, this is one of the movies I, I, I do want to um revisit. I haven't gotten the opportunity, but since 
we all here with the Rona. Mm. I think this is the best opportunity to rewatch it. That so part, I, 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 hmm? that part, I agree. I too, I too will be adding it to my uh, Rona <laughs> watch list. <laughs> oh, my Rona watch list, exactly. <laughs> and this also, I and you know, with Beyonce and Lemonade, like that mm. whole like gothic look. That and the, and the Louisiana, like the yeah, fact, like, like that, just that. Yeah, just that whole like uh, uh, setting is just perfect mm-hmm. for 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 a dark for like witches and magic and earth magic and things like that. And the thing about it is like we look fucking fly doing it. We do. That Debbie Morgan played somebody's grandmother, and as I'm watching it again, I had to remember. Oh, she's a grandmother. She yeah, this she's woman a looks young, but she looked so young. She didn't look like nobody's grandmama there, not to me. Nope. Like, black does not crack. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> and we're actually gonna have Debbie Morgan pop up later on in the show. So this wasn't her first time playing a witch, or I should say, her only time playing a witch. Right. So, um. That's just a little hint, hint. <laughs> so um, the second person we have is Rachel Zimmerman. And if you remember from the um, craft episode that I did, she's from the craft. It's She's played by Rachel True, who we stand. <laughs> Once again, mm-hmm. we stand for Rachel True mm-hmm. over here. We sure do. And <laughs> for her, this was a different take. So they were in if I'm not mistaken, California. And um, it was like a different take on the witch because this was teen witches. Mm-hmm. And for me, I remember this movie and it, I guess I identified so much with it because I was also in school. I also went to a private school and I really wanted to be a black witch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I all wanted, wanted to, to be, be a witch, witch really. <laughs> like I said, like in, in the show, the um the last episode, the the craft episode, we actually tried to do the light as a feather, stiff as a board, um chant. Um, we tried Mm-mm. a lot of shit. We, Girl, we did. The one thing we shit. did not play with was Ouija boards. That's the one thing we did Mm-mm. not fool around with. But <laughs> I'm, I'm too scared for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like, even her character, she didn't make it that scary. It was really the other white bitches that went crazy. She just wanted revenge yeah, yeah. because the bitch in her school was fucking racist. And like mm-hmm. her basically called her a nigga. I too would have been like, I'm going to enlist the powers of the Dark Lord <laughs> to exactly. help you your ass. Right. <laughs> right. It's necessary. <laughs> it is necessary right now. He will understand. <laughs> I just I just remember well, what I remember most, uh, I think from being young around that time is like all the little black girls who like really wanted to be that character. Like Halloween came around, and like so many, I remember girls dressing up like her, right? And it just you know, and we all had some type of pleated skirt with a white shirt, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it really wasn't that hard for us, <laughs> right? <laughs> to be, uh, to be her. So yes, her, her that '90s witch, and you know, comparing her to like Sabrina in the '90s. Mm. Sabrina was cute, you know, she was mm-hmm. cute, but she was also white. So like the shit she was going through with her and Harvey, we were like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But we also was... knew the real star of that show. 
<laughs> was <Hello>. a goddamn cat. <laughs> Absolutely, a black fucking cat. <laughs> black cat. That was a real star. But um, so um, from there, I think you go next. Yes, you go next. Yes, and the next character is Calypso, um, aka Tia Dalma, from the, from the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, played by Naomi Harris. And then someone pointed out to me as I was making my notes, I had cross-reference with a friend who's like a huge Disney lover. And they were like, oh, yeah, Rihanna played her too. And I was like, is that true? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, hmm, okay. Um, I've only seen like like bits and pieces of one of the movies. Um, But Calypso is, uh, turns out to be, well, Tia Doma turns out to be the human host for Calypso, who is a sea goddess. And one of the scenes that I... Well, aside from one of my favorite things about that character is just that the person who played her gave us such a really raw, authentic Caribbean woman. And I, mm-hmm. and I know maybe you might agree that often we see people from the islands portrayed so, you know, half-assed. And it was just yeah. nice to see somebody give you that a little bit. And it, it felt like she was literally channeling one of her aunts. Like, it just, I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like she was a... Uh, a Caribbean woman. I feel like she was somebody, one of our Jamaican Trinity tr- 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 aunties that we know around the way. Like it just felt so real. Um, From but the, the mannerisms, scene... the way she would look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Captain Jack the language. Sparrow up and mm-hmm. down, and the way mm-hmm. she would suck her teeth and stuff. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, and <laughs> like, yeah, and like her accent. Like, like you said, it didn't, it didn't come off as like some like half-ass accent like what up mm-hmm. mon how you doing like, right. <laughs> yes it, it was so it was so authentic i think that was the thing that had me like mm, okay i liked it um but the scene where uh the all those pirates have tia Dalma tied up in order to summon her true form which is the sea goddess calypso mm-hmm. and she says when when they summon her she says this uh really powerful line which if i may dig into my french bag a little bit okay, uh, okay. Ma en tombeau, fond de l'eau, which roughly translates to across all the waters, find the path to he who wrongfully embedded me. And it's crazy because, like, when you listen to that, because they obscure the voice to make her sound larger and more, you know, yeah. uh, godlike, you can't tell. But when, when you go read what it says and then you, like, you know, play it again, and you're like, oh, now I can catch it. But it's just crazy that that, that beautiful that beautiful phrase is what she says right before she bursts into a million crabs, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just powerful moments like that, that you have a black person in a a role. And then one of the things that I love most is like, we have over the years, we have so many movies with gods and so few of them are ever black people. And so it's so cool to get, to get that depiction of a, of, of, a, of a black woman being a sea goddess, you know? Like, even if it's just for that moment of that time, but it's just nice to get that. Representation is important, man. Yeah, very true. And she was actually one of my my favorite characters from the movie. Because I can't remember if it was... um If it was the... Yeah, it was Dead Man's Chest. And mm. she's explaining who um Davy Jones is. And mm-hmm. I think I told you, like, she I can't remember the full quote, but she's basically explaining their, like, love story and right. how he became who he, he currently is. And she's, she describes this woman, and she's like, she's as free and 
unmove unshakable and and he could never like get a hold of her like i i can't get i, I can't find the, the full quote but it was such a powerful description of a woman mm. and she was basically and you know in the, in the next um movie you find out she's talking about herself but it like that just stayed with me because i've never heard of a woman described the way that she was that she was describing this this love interest to Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it was beautiful. I, I wish I could find it, but it's one of those like quotes, like only like one or two people might pick up on. So it's not like right, right, absolutely. Anything. But it's it's absolutely beautiful. And if I could find it, I'll like tweet it or include it somewhere in this episode. But yeah, that one. It was amazing. She she did she did Very the fucking so. job. <laughs> she sure did. She sure did. I yes. always love one of my favorite things is like when when characters have to get into like full makeup and full outfit and like really transform their their mm-hmm. regular self into a character. Some of them just go there, you know. Like she was playing mm-hmm. alongside Johnny Depp, who's well known for getting into a full costume and yep. completely transforming. And I feel like she played alongside him perfectly. Yeah. She she held her own. Mm-hmm. She held her own on that, and I'll say this: a lot of the characters on in that movie were able to were able to stand on their own and not be you know overpowered. Shadows, mm-hmm. absolutely. So yeah, I agree. That was actually amazing. I'm I'm seeing here if I could trying to find the quote. I'll I'll take this out of the. I'll cut this out. Okay, I found it. Okay, so this is the quote. So. He's so this is when they were um asking so this is when a crew came to ask her about Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. And they want to know basically how he became the way he is. So she goes, A woman, he fell in love. He goes, No, no, no. And this is one of the guys, he's going, No, no, no. I heard it was the sea he fell in love with. She goes, same story, different versions, and all are true see mm. it was a woman as changing and harsh and untamable as the sea him never stopped loving her but the pain it caused was too much to live with but not enough to cause him to die see mm. and then that's when she explains he cut out his heart and put it in the chest and i just mm. love that yeah I love it. And you see the yeah. man's like, no, it wasn't a woman. It was the sea. She's like, it was the sea. Nigga, it was me. <laughs> right. Was I, me. Am. I, I am. I am the sea. I'm, uh, I'm every woman. <laughs> <laughs> like a black woman. I am the motherfucking sea. I'm the stars and the goddamn moon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like a black woman to say something like, like that, right? That man. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I found that quote. Okay, so my character, whew, okay, so I have Lafayette Reynolds, Ooh. played by Nielsen Ellis, and he passed he away in, in mm-hmm. 2017. So I don't even need to explain who this character is, but if you have Mm-mm. been living under a fucking rock, he <laughs> is from True Blood. Mm. Now, <laughs> If you read the books, his character actually dies in the first book. Mm, he I've never read the books. He wasn't supposed to have been in the show for that long. But the audience loved Lafayette loved so much him. He, that yep. they just extended his role on the show. And then towards the end of, of the show, you know, HBO going to do what they do. And 
Jesus Christ. And they did it. Hmm. They fucking ruined it. But mm-hmm. we had this amazing dark-skinned black man who was mm-hmm. openly gay. And I also want to say did not care about gender norm. Yeah. I think that he I think that Lafayette's character was sorry, go ahead. Huh? Oh, look, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna I was go- go- going off what you said about didn't care about gender norms. I was gonna say I think Lafayette's character was one of the first of the black characters to kind of challenge the crossing between mask and femme. I think that yes. like we both we've often seen like a mask person, a femme person, but he crossed those barriers and like muddled them and in a way that made you just kind of go, listen, people are who they are. Don't worry about what is or isn't, what this should be or shouldn't be. It was just, he made you accept it. He made you deal with it. And, and, and it was just, oh, love his character, it man. It didn't really feel do. cheesy. It didn't right. feel forced. It didn't feel like, you know, how um, people like to say, oh, th- it's a, um, it's a, it's a problem or it, oh, they're what's that little thing they they're pushing this agenda on us mm-hmm. absolutely lafayette was what i wrote down as a he was an openly gay black man who was uh, was fully realized and refused to let ignorance stop him he knew who he was he knew he, nothing could shake him mm-hmm and the reason we love him so much also, because he also was the person during the midst of chaos, he was able to bring everything together. He was, yeah. He was very like, much like the, the mama bear. High. Huh? Mm-hmm. Like the Listen. mama bear. Like he was the yeah. one that people came to. Yeah. Listen, when Suki was losing her mind, he was there to help her. When his cousin <laughs> right. was there, I forgot, I forgot his cousin's name. Um, Tara. Is it Tara? Yeah, when Tara was losing her mind, mm-hmm. he was there to help her. Like, he was, he, hell, he even helped the vampires and the fucking werewolves. <laughs> like, he, everyone on this show really loved him. And um, I think one of the most famous scenes that you'll see on Instagram and um Twitter, Facebook, whatever is the AIDS burger scene where mm-hmm. he's in, um, <laughs> who, the he said, When you name? order for this <laughs> when you order from this restaurant, the burgers come with A. Burgers come with AIDS. What the hell is the name of that restaurant? He was basically in the restaurant cooking and and Darlene or Charlene comes and she was like, um yeah. They don't want the burger. And he's like, what happened? She was like, no, don't make a scene. He goes, what happened? And she's like, they said they don't want AIDS on their burgers. <laughs> okay. And just, and the, the 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 part I knew he was going to fuck shit up is when he snatched off his clip-on earrings. Yes. <laughs> he popped yes. shit up and just walked right over <laughs> right him. And he's like, who ordered the burger with AIDS? And he's looking at him, and the guy was like, "Well, I ordered a burger, but I did not order AIDS." AIDS, right? He said, I, I didn't ask for AIDS. And he was like, um, in this restaurant, <laughs> the burger comes with lettuce, come with lettuce, tomato. I got lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, fries, <laughs> and AIDS. And he <laughs> and he licked the bun and mushed it in his face mm. and punched 
every one of them niggas in his in their fucking faces and turned around and walked his sexy ass like he said right back onto the kitchen. And, and, and told them tip tip your waitress. And told them the tip. And told them to tip. Yes. Woo, man. I mean, there are so many iconic scenes with Lafayette. Like that's just like the main one. But mm-hmm. I mean, he had so many good one-liners. He was. He did. And I honestly, I, I really want to know if they wrote his character like that, or if he was just because he was also just a brilliant actor. So that I also too. wonder yeah. if he was just able to, you know, to just go off script and just, mm-hmm. and just riff because it was just so fucking good. I'm I'm almost certain that he's that his character, like you had mentioned, that the books originally have him just for season one. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost certain that he's one of those characters that it just spun off where they were like, oh no no no, just ad lib that, ad lib all of this, and he's like, you sure? And they like do it, and he's just killing it, and he's selling it and selling it and selling it. Man, he was he was a treasure. And then yeah. basically, what makes him a witch? Because right now, like in the beginning of the show, he's not a witch. He ends up meeting um, this Latin lover of his, mm-hmm. and he introduces him to um, the mystics and is it Brujia, I believe. And, yeah. Um, from there, he becomes, you know, intertwined in that, and then he learns how to, you know, channel witchcraft and things like that. Right. I'm gonna be honest. By the time that happened, the show was going downhill. <laughs> it was, but I kept watching. I kept yeah, watching. You I, I was to watch. Like you just yeah. you wanted to know how it ended. Like, Tara Ash was still crying. She's always crying. She just she was crying every other episode. Of Tara Ash was crying. <laughs> I, just, I really but wanted I, to help her because that was right. <laughs> she needed it. Tara was always crying about something. No, and that show was good. Wolves, vampires, and then fairies. This bitch, she went from season one from being a virgin to like season seven to fucking everybody. Everything, <laughs> everything. She, she didn't care where you came from. If you were fine, she was like, right. I ain't right. mad at it. Oh man, that was a, that was one show. I'll say that like it's, it's one of those shows that HBO had that everyone has like been like this was good like at a time you know. Everyone enjoyed it. It was one that I feel like everyone always... enjoyed. It. And then we got mm-hmm. introduced to the um, what's his name? Uh, the vampire Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. 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 Evan was fine. Him and Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Except for one, the oldest one. He he's all right. But all the other brothers, they good. They they some good looking men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's Skarsgård. But I think you are next. Yes, I am. Um, And I'm going to start off and let y'all know now, this, this, these set of characters, I had to do some, a little bit of research. I didn't know a thing about them except for a different reference that I have for them. Um, So the characters are Apollo and Artemis, who were played by the beautiful Tia and Tamara Maori from the Disney film Twitches, um, which I was, which I later learned was one of one of of the original Disney films of the time. Like it was an original Disney film, mm-hmm. um, headed by black women. So claps to them for that. Um, but from what I from what I roughly, I mean, you can chime in, Anissa. From what I roughly understand, this movie was based on 
um, two women who originally didn't know each other and then come to learn that they come from magic, essentially, and one of them is more geared to the night, the other more geared to the day, kind of like the, uh, Apollo and Artemis, the Greek god and of, of sun and god and goddess of sun and night, I believe. So they kind of played on that. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 was one of those it was one of those magical moments. I, I'm gonna let Anissa jump in and give y'all a little more because I uh, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I too <laughs> am familiar with these two characters just because when this movie came out. I was basically aged out of the Disney. I same um, out of the Disney world, but I do remember my friends loving this movie. Now, once again, it see it felt cheesy to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, said, I was at the age where. Um, it wasn't it wasn't for me and also mm-hmm. um yeah i was thinking about niggas by the time this <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna let y'all Listen. know i had multiple people um write down these two characters um this character um these two characters from twitches apollo and artemis wow like I said, that I'm, means I'm it was a favorite huh i said that means it was a favorite of a lot of people <laughs> here's the thing People liked it because I think then they have like more than one. Yeah, I was told that I was told there's two movies. I, I yeah, believe there are two I, movies. Yeah, like here's the thing: anything with T and Tamara at that time, it came out in when 2005. So yeah, I was a smooth 15. Oh no, yeah, we were, we was worried about other things. <laughs> My hot ass was hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not oh, even gonna lie. <laughs> I absolutely, I, you couldn't get me to watch no Disney Channel <laughs> at 15. Shit, Shit. that I, I'm gonna tell you right now. That's why I don't know much about High School Musical. I, I got a lot of, I know a lot of friends who go, you never watched it. I'm like, no, I didn't watch that shit. I wasn't. Was too many things for other shit. That wasn't my thing, but I worked in Claire's. And oh, okay, I so you. Friend. Now the soundtrack. Uh, oh, I know the songs. I do not yeah. know. The- <laughs> I I do know a few songs, but I don't know like full out. I know I know the characters who are in it just because it's everywhere. But I didn't. Yeah. I, I I wasn't like you know what I'm saying. Listen, you 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 Disney had me at Proud Family, and that was it. <laughs> like that's all I could get. Oh, yeah. hey, listen, I, <laughs> you and me will always be tight. <laughs> <laughs> Family every single day and night. <laughs> you know, you start acting like a fool. You know, I'm loving every single thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we were there. <laughs> but no, we, you know, I'll say this I had the Disney Plus app. I'm going to add it to the Rona list. Movie list. I'm gonna add- <laughs> the roller list is a thing. Like it, we're not making it up, everybody. It's a thing because I feel like everybody in the country now has a roller list. I mean, and not to make poke <laughs> fun at people who are you know ill, but I mean, they got us. They got us constricted to our homes. Like you gotta have a roller watch list. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I'll be home for two weeks, and I just started today. So <laughs> yeah, um, I will watch. You know what? You know what I'm gonna do. Do you have a Twitter? Um, 
I do, but I do not remember what it is. I made it like two years ago, and I haven't ever used it. Okay, because I was like, because you know, I'll do, I'll live tweet it. But what I'll do, I'm gonna go on Instagram, and I'm gonna like live watch it there. So I'll like post like different clips of me watching it. Bet. So and, I, and I will definitely, I'll definitely tune in. Yeah. So I'll do that. So one of these days. It's mostly like gonna be like on a Saturday or whatever. I'm gonna post the link stating I'm gonna just like live watch this show and then I'm just gonna like tweet or whatever through it. So right. we're gonna get through it. <laughs> but that was switches. <laughs> that was switches. <laughs> we'll come back to it. <laughs> so um my next character, ooh, it's a heavy. So mm. it's Marie. Lavo mm. and by played by Angelina Angelina Je- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Angelina now I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Okay, let me redo it. So my character is Marie Laveau, who is played by Angela Bassett from American Horror Story Coven, which is the best season mm. of American Horror Story. And American Horror Story Apocalypse. Don't forget she comes back at the end now. She is an American po- she is in that in but I, see I didn't like okay we're gonna touch on Apocalypse. Hold on. Actually just hold on because <laughs> I have a question for you. Hold on to that. Okay so, okay we meet Marie Laveau so um she is a black witch and she is one of the fucking best black witches. And the setting is down in New Orleans. And she's actually based off of a real woman. And back in um, the episode I did, The Urban Legends, I touched on her and how, you know, she dispels, you know, she also helped out slaves, things like that. So that was her backstory. My favorite scene from this show was when it was Fiona. So it's Fiona meets Marie Laveau. So Fiona is played by... Um, Jessica Lange. Yes, thank you. Yes. And there's just... So Fiona's in Marie's beauty salon and they're just going back and forth. So Fiona's like, I know what you are. You know who I am. I'm going to need some help for you. And Marie's like, what do you need from me? And she's like, there's nothing you can do for me. And mm. it was like, well, I basically want your secret on how to stay young forever. Because she was like, she's like, I know black don't crack, <laughs> but this ain't it. This is something else. <laughs> <laughs> and leans in, and the, the best part, Angela leans in and she goes, everything you got from, uh, from us. No, everything you got, you got from us. Mm. Basically, like all this like white witchcraft shit that now y'all mm-hmm. claim to be bitches. Just know, black women been doing it since forever. Hello. And I love that they added that because that is true. Like, as much as I love practical magic, I'm not practical magic. Um, is it yeah practical magic? Um, mm-hmm. even Halloween Town, like on Disney, it's. It's always centered around a white woman. Uh-huh. We all know, That's like, true. you got that shit from us. Listen, 
I mean, the the original the original and truest magic was earth magic, which is what they call voodoo and blood magic and shit. But back back in a time where that was the only way you could even access stuff. That was that was you know what I'm saying? You had to give something to get something back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and from doing this podcast, it's unfortunate because we come into it thinking a lot of heavy things. We we think it's evil. We think it's, you know, ungodly and what whatever that means. We think mm-hmm. it's, you know, all this other things. And it's like, no, like we've been so programmed to think, you know, it's these negative things. But why is it when we do dark magic, you know, it's like voodoo and all this stuff. But when it's good right. magic, it's all like charmed <laughs> and it's three way. Hello. Hello. It's true. And it's it's not not right. And it's also just another way that they strip us of our history. And even if you don't want to partake in it, that's fine. You Mm -hmm. don't have to do it. But at least we should be aware that it's nothing to be fearful of. Because I remember my grandmother, like she wasn't a witch or anything like that, but she believed in like spells and she believed things can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like, well, she's she's passed away, but Mr. up until Kennedy. her death, she believes someone put a root on the Kennedys. And basically what a root is, is a spell, like a curse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Southern people say, no, that family got a root put on them. Mm-hmm. And that's the, like, we use different words, but the meanings are still the same. And I'm like, Grandma, you bugged out. She was like, no, I'm serious. She was like, someone put a root on them. She was like, how, how they all dying? <laughs> Right, it's it ain't true. bad luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody has that much bad luck. Like no, <laughs> right? Something happened, and and even on the show, I said like my grandmother, she saw spirits. She could speak to them. She wasn't fearful. Um, but she also grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. She was a Geechee woman, so it was a lot of things there that you know she was in touch with that right. she was never fearful of. It was a different time, too. Yeah. She always said she wanted time. to take me back there. She was like, I'm going to take you back so I can show you where, where I grew up. I was like, all right, Grandma, but let a ghost come out, girl. <laughs> let a ghost come out, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you going to be with them. <laughs> that is Marie Laveau from American Horror Story Coven. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Apocalypse. She comes oh, back yes. at the end. Yeah. And so like at the very, maybe like the second to last episode, um, cause they have a different, at, in that season, it basically becomes the witches, the, the witches versus and like the, uh, the, the, the antichrist. And yep. um, they're, they're trying to stop him from bringing the end of the world basically. But at the end of it, they have a whole new voodoo woman who's claiming to be the voodoo queen. And if you remember, like, Marie Laveau ends up going down with uh, Papa, I, I believe, not Papa Leba, but or whoever the, the voodoo king was at the time, she was stuck with him for a while. So I guess it she was, made a deal. That's him, that's him. Yeah, so I guess she makes a, she makes a deal. She goes, she, goes, I, she goes, can I leave? I'll bring you somebody in my place. He goes, who, who, who else would I rather have but you? You're the voodoo queen. And she said, I'll give you somebody that you really, that you really want. Because I guess this, this other voodoo lady owed him a lot. And so Marie Laveau, the, the voodoo lady, like, turns on the witches at one point and, like, says something. And Marie Laveau comes out of, she comes out with these long braids. 
she stomp out, and they had first we see her silhouette. Then she walk up, and everybody. Well, I was I was in a, a, a room with like twenty people watching, and we all like, oh! And she say something to her, and goes, oh yeah, I'm the real voodoo queen, and like cuts her throat. Yep. And, and it, it's just crazy. <laughs> no, Apocalypse, they did their thing. And who I also love that was on the show was Billy Porter. Yes. Yes. And I was so glad we got to visit uh, 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 male, male witches, too. I, oh, man, that was so dope. He was so good. He was, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, he, of course, he had his typical, you know, shady comment and stuff, but mm-hmm. he also played just a really strong, I think they were called warlocks. Warlocks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were, they were warlocks and, and on the show, they're, so the warlocks are um, protecting basically the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And, but not knowing like, oh no. Yeah, this, he's, yeah. <laughs> he really about he to fuck shit up. Everybody. <laughs> Word. He ain't loyal to Word. nobody. <laughs> but that I did enjoy Billy Porter on that show too. He was really good. Yeah, That's he was what dope. I wanted to um, bring up was Billy Porter. But yeah. um, so um So the I, next yeah, 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 I have the next character and it is <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> uh it's Prudence Blackwood played by Tati Gabrielle. Ooh, she is fucking gorgeous. Um from the chilling adventures of Sabrina. And in my notes, one of the first things I put is, "Uh, where do I begin?" Because <laughs> when I when I watched season one of that show, and that girl walked out with them two white girls behind her, and she just slinkily st- strides up to Sabrina, popping her shit. I remember being like, "Who is this black woman? Who is this?" And then as the, as the as the seasons progress and you get to like see more things with her, she really is a dope character. And I, what I, I think, um. I I had a few different scenes, but I said generally, like, one of the things I loved was that anytime Sabrina had to ask her and the Weird Sisters for help, mm-hmm. she always made it her business to go, huh, you know, give, give her that coy, that snarky. And then when she did help and she did do whatever she did, she always needed to make it so much worse. So Sabrina's like, oh, help me open a door. This bitch won't come. Not only is the door going to open, but everybody's windows going to open, and it's going to be a fine bitch sitting in every window. Like, that was the kind of energy she brought. Like, she was like, I'm not just going to do this spell. I'm not just going to come help you. I'm going to make it mine. Like, this is going to be about me okay. now, you know? And, and I just love that about her. And she just was so fearless. And I love, too, that it wasn't just, like, she, in, in, like, the first few episodes of season one, she's portrayed kind of as, like, a mean girl, you know, because... She's the center of these three top bitches, and Sabrina's the new girl who's a half breed, and she's getting on her about that. But as as the show progresses, you, you see that this woman has a lot of like depth to her. You know, she mm-hmm. at first it thinks she's an orphan, doesn't know who she comes from, then later learns that she does have a father, only to find out that her father don't give two craps about her. And I feel like they touch on something that, sadly, a lot of black women, specifically black men too, but specifically black women. I know a few who, you know, just don't have relationships with their fathers or have bad relationships with their fathers. And it's that kind of yeah. like watching that in, a, in, a, like, in like a magical way, watching that disparaging thing kind of play out. And, you know, it was dope. It was dope. And she's, she's, she's strong as hell, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the later seasons, they let her go to Louisiana. And yeah. it's just, oh, man, it's dope. She, 
when you first see her, this bitch is beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And the one thing I also love, they didn't put her in any wigs. <clears throat> yeah. She's not in any piece. Mama has finger waves. Oh my and God. So this is what I actually read. And I was and it was really fucked up. So when she like presented her character, she was like, okay, this is what I want prudence to be, right? I want her hair like this. I want her to do this. You know, she's building the character from ground up. Do you know there was no one on set that was able to do her hair? She Shut had to up. do her own hair. No, she said what? she had to do her own hair because no one on set was able to do her hair. And I'm like, Netflix, you have the fucking budget to get Yo, someone to come in. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. She said that. She was like the first. You see the shit they put black women through. Do better now. On top of being an actress, you have to learn your lines. You have to build this character. Now you're also your own fucking stylist. Like, yeah. Like, come on, man. It's we black women do everything. Out. They do every fucking thing. It, this show came out what 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Like that's corny, especially for Netflix. So I hope you know she didn't have to do that. Pardon me. She she didn't have to do that for season two, but it was really corny. And what I did notice, now I don't know if you know, so season one, when Sabrina ended up like, you know, signing her, signing over to the dark side, right. you know, they take away some of their glow. Yeah. Like they get like a little dull. Yeah, that's true. But she's Putin, supposed to be pure. Yeah, but for Prudence, like that, like her her skin, like they couldn't hide that, especially because she's white. Like right, it that bitch was just fucking beautiful, and she she's, was one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's a stunning black woman. Ain't no, ain't no camera gonna gonna cut that out. Ain't no, no, it's not gonna happen. They could not hide it, and. Another thing I loved about her character, she her character was strong. And in the beginning, they did try to play it up like she was just like, you know, one of the popular a mean bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically a mean bitch. But when you really got into her character, you're just like, oh, I actually feel sorry for you. You know, like you really yeah. wanted, you wanted this family. And then when you mm-hmm. find when you found out who her father was, uh. he basically fucking disowned her and was just like. It was a one night stand. It happened. I ain't really fucking with you. And she's like, but I'm like, I'm your daughter. Like, I'm I'm proving to you, I'm like one of the best witches here. And he's like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't care. Like, you're a bastard. I don't care. It, it it brought to mind, and not to cut you off, it brought to mind that whole something that we see in a lot of films with black people where they mention, you know, you have to work twice as hard. Because I felt like she was she was now of a name that should have just spoke for itself. Whereas if yeah. a white girl is of a, a a high name, she don't have to do nothing, touch nothing, she don't got to show nothing. But a, but here she was, a black woman. She's of this man's name, which is a high standing name, and she still had to prove herself. It was It was like, damn, yeah, the and name ain't enough. Shit. And what was crazy? His wife at the time was a black woman. Right. That's the shit that bugs me out. I'm just like. What's the issue here? <laughs> low, low key. Now, low key, this show is telling is telling some real truth. Because here go this man got a bastard black daughter, but it's not because he 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 he, he she's a bastard simply because maybe he was with somebody else, but he married a black woman. 
Like, it just goes to show you what these what these white men want. Like, let's keep it real. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, like, with that is, like, you had her, like, up under you this entire time. And you see all the shit that she's going through. Like, he couldn't even give her an ounce of pride. Like, I'm proud of you. You know, mm-hmm. like, he treated her like shit. But the one thing I love about her was her loyalty to her sisters. Yes. She she loved her sisters. Good, bad, whatever it was, she was there for them. And I also love the relationship she had with Sabrina towards the end. You know, immature to, yeah. okay, you're not, you're not too bad, but you ain't too bad either. I see you. I see you. Right. You know, they got the little jabs right. in there, but yeah. it was a respect. It was just like, we see each other. We got it. You know, is we should yeah. better work together instead of being enemies because we're more powerful like that. I agree. I agree. And I, and I like that too. And I'll say one of my favorite things about Prudence was that even into season fucking three, there was no changing of that hair. And there was something important nope. for me. I think I think that here's what got here's what I and maybe you took this too. You're a black woman and I'm sure you've gone through tremendous different kinds of hairstyles over the years. But I remember when finger waves were depicted as ghetto and yep. oh she must be from the hood if she do that to her hair. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So to see this show and she's one of the only black characters and what the what she had? Some big bold gold finger waves. It just Oh, I mean, I felt so proud. I was like, you better rock them shits. And she still has them in season three. And I was like, yes. Like, I don't know why, but that's just a statement in itself, you know? It's yep. a powerful statement in itself. No, like, and that's what I love about Dati. Like, she made her character as black as possible. There was no denying this woman was black. <laughs> you know, this mm-hmm. character is black, even down to her hair. And right now, when you think of prudence, you think of the finger waves. You think of the finger waves? Yeah. I wouldn't even change it. Now, you, what I would like to see, I would like to see it in a different color. Yeah, that I agree with that. That would be fire. Yeah, that would be fire. Or even, like, some dreads. Or, it's like, oh, she should yeah. stick with like, the actual hero, like, with some box braids. But her face is just so stunning that I... I I will want it pulled up like in a nice bun or something. I agree with you. Yeah, she she's she's very much her face is fucking gorgeous. She is. She's so pretty. She's so damn pretty. Like she's like one of those like Rihanna girls when you're just like, okay, so mm-hmm. God like working OT when he made you. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so true. This like, I'm very much like I, I'll see I'll see some <laughs> black women and I'll be like, sheesh, like what what huh like are you black and and and, and extraterrestrial because this damn like they, who looks like that you know they make you <laughs> <laughs> and also what i loved about prudence also she was very sexually fluid also that's that yeah that's and true like, so on the show, so what freaked me out with the show, so they're supposed to be teenagers. They had so much fucking sex on the show. <laughs> they had you know, a I, one. I, I, I remember all the sex, but I think that because I was so obsessed with like, 
I thought that the, the storytelling and the darkness was so dope, and then I was obsessed with some of the black characters, and I just forgot these were kids. I completely forgot. And as you pointed out, I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. They were babies. But I forgot. <laughs> I like, at, at a minimum, I'm going to say they should be at least 17. <laughs> 16, yeah, they 16, were young, 17, maybe 18. But I'm like, these are kids, and they were like having orgies and shit. I'm just like, orgies. okay, okay, I, I get it. I like, they was, they was playing like hump and tag me. Like, remember, they were like in the woods, yes. and they yeah, yeah, like, fuck. And I'm just like, yeah, it was a whole um, mating game or some shit. You had to find somebody to, to, to fuck on. Man, I can't. Kids, and if I, I was saying this to my coworker, she was like, "Well, let's just say they're eighteen and nineteen, so we don't feel so weird." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, shit, man." Like, but you know, besides that, I I truly just love her character. She is a very strong black woman. I love it. I can't wait to see her in the, uh, in the upcoming season. I can't. Yeah, she's yep. She's a favorite. She's definitely one of the like newer black witch favorites like she's she's dope she's definitely dope i would love to see her in more action films too yeah i I, she get you know she gives me that like i'll say that much i feel like she that i feel like that's a a lane i that she specifically i think i can see her dominating like action flicks and anything she has to be moving in she looks like that kind of woman that she can She's not just a standstill monologue girl, but she can be in mid-motion. She can be moving and give you the whole the whole shebang, you know? Yeah. No, she she's gonna be good. That's Tati is someone we need to look out for. She she's that girl's talented. So from prudence, we're actually going to charm. So we have the seer who's also played by Debbie Morgan. And um, now, when she came on Charmed, I was actually tapping out of it. So this was so. Um, if you know anything about the about the Charm series, it came on with Channel Eleven. So what's that? The mm-hmm. B yeah. channel at one point, and it's basically you have three sisters, and it's the Power Three, and oh, yep. you know they're witches. Uh huh. One of the sisters die. So they... Yep, that was Prue. Prue, yeah. Prue die, And then we find another sister. What was the other sister's name? Um, Paige. Paige, yes. So then Paige come on. So by the time Paige was introduced to the story, I started tapping out. Mm. Yes. But I remember her character, but I... Like I said, around this time, I did start tapping out. But everyone made sure to write down the seer. So basically, I'm, I'm going to let you know what the seer is. So the seer was a powerful character that had multiple magical powers. She was she was also the first female vi- uh, villain significant to the storyline. So basically, you will have like villains every episode, but she was the mm-hmm. main one that they kept through multiple storylines. I mean, she mm. was in one storyline, but multiple episodes. Sorry. And she was also the first female source. The source is the most powerful demon and ruler of the underworld. So Debbie was big, but she was the big bitch in charge. <laughs> you know what's and, so crazy? Mm-hmm. I when you wrote the seer, right? Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my friend as I was like, cause I, I was just cons- as I was making my notes and stuff. I was like, 
I said, you know, I think I have a feeling she's going to choose the seer from a different movie. But then I was like, if it's classic, no. I did not realize. I don't know if I I was a huge Charm fan, but I mm-hmm. cannot remember the seer. And it's so crazy because I'm like, how do I, like, what am I, a black source, uh, I mean, a female source? I'm like, wait a fucking minute, who is this? So I'm like really racking my brain here. I, it's just not coming to, but you know, also, I was watching Charm when I was a teen, like a preteen and shit. So I, you know, yeah. it's somewhere she up in there. She was in season um, four and five. So mm. like I said, around that time, I was like in and out. So I remember her character. I do. I do remember her character. But um, because this is around the time that Phoebe was pregnant, so I do remember. I oh, that I remember. Okay, remember she okay, takes, okay. You know, like one of like the famous scenes, she takes Phoebe's baby. So that's like basically the climax of her becoming, you know, the the source. And um, she takes um Phoebe's baby. You know, Phoebe was um pregnant by Cole, who was. Was he the? Yeah, you could say he was the source. So he was like the ruler of the underworld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember that, but they also had another seer. It was a it was a white woman. I think I want to say after her. See, that's and, who I'm thinking about. That's why I was like, when was that a black? And she had like long here? burgundy hair, right? Not burgundy. Yeah. Um, like you remember her. That, yeah. That's that's why, because I'm like, when mm-hmm. you said when you start when you start talking about the charm, I'm like, when was that a black woman? Huh? So I, I'm racking my mm-hmm. brain. But you know the show. You know what? Listen, y'all gotta give us y'all gotta give us our, 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 our passes because some of these shows have a lot of fucking episodes. Like when you really look back, whoa! Like you know. I'm, let me see how many episodes. I mean, seasons this show had. Let me I believe it's somewhere around nine. I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna look. Eight seasons. Eight. Oh, see, yeah, I was close. Yeah. Yeah, it was from 1990, 1998 to 26, uh, 2006. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, around, like, when Paige came on, I remember, and that's when, like, she popped in. That's when the seer came in, cause, and then I, like, backed out, and I went right back in. Same thing with, like, Supernatural. Supernatural has, like, 20 fucking seasons. <laughs> like, you just go in and out of it at, at some point. But um, no, that was it. Was a, she was a really dope character on there. And like I said, this was the second time that she played a witch on a show or in a movie. So Debbie Morgan, that's her role. <laughs> She's good at playing Listen, witch. Debbie, Debbie Morgan, Debbie Morgan is an a thespian. Um, she's she's one of those people that when she's on screen, you pay a fucking attention, you know. Yep. Um, and just to just to not to take from this role, but just to jump back to Eve's Bayou. Um, just like some of her scenes would really have you sucked in. Like you just, one of those things where you ever was watching something and you find yourself just like touching a part of your body and just sitting completely still and mm-hmm. not blinking. And that's, that's one of those things she did to me on a few occasions watching some of her scenes. I was like, damn, this woman got me entranced, you know? So yeah. Yeah. yeah she was an ease by you loving basketball, coach Carter, the hurricane, um, I'm trying to see women that are loose roots uh, mandingo she's all that of course you know the r- young and the restless uh all mm-hmm. my children um trying to see what else we may know that's about it other stuff you know it's like some under you you gotta know to know oh she was also yeah, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> she was on that show. So yeah, like Mama got records. She she records. Got, not records. She got hits. <laughs> she got hits. <laughs> Mama got hits. <laughs> she got bops. Mama she got, got bops. So she got the <laughs> she has the range. There you go. She has the range. Debbie has the range. Exactly. All right. So who is your next person? The next person, we're gonna go back to Sabrina, uh, the Chill Adventures, and we have Ambrose Spellman played by Chance Perdomo. I hope I said it right. I think that's a Latino last name. If it's not, I apologize. Um we Papi Chulo. That 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 too. Um <laughs> he was he was I was just really glad. Now I wanna admit because at first we don't the cat doesn't come at first. Remember the cat comes a little later? Yeah. And we meet him. And we meet him and I'm like, is he is he Salem? Is he Salem in human form? It's just something about because it, from mm-hmm. like other Sabrina stuff, Salem was like wise and would be her confidant, would help yep. her out to her way. That's what I got So I was like, wait a minute, did they make a black man Salem in human form? What's going on? I was like ready for that, but that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. <laughs> They tricked us the back of the, exactly because when you when you're introduced to Ambrose, you're like, oh, is it Salem? And they're like, no, right. like, oh. <laughs> right, yo, because I wanted that. I wanted him to be like the. I wanted him. I wanted them to take this where instead of Salem being in cat form, Salem's only in cat form during a certain time of day, like when he follows yeah, her yeah. around, and then he's Ambrose the rest of the time. I, I was like, oh, that had to be sick, but no, nah, Salem's different. Um, maybe they made him a, a cousin or you know whatever the case may be. Um, and so what I have down is like. Basically, like, male witches, you, you get a lot of, like, male vampires, male werewolves, you get male barbarians, or male gods, which yeah. is, and I mean, that may be, it's close, but it's not the same as, like, a male witch or a warlock, and so it's just nice to get to experience that, and it's even more dope to get that from a black per- a person of color, um, and I said one of my favorite scenes is probably a scene that, well, anyone who watches the show will consider one of his classic scenes, um, and it's a scene where he's he was captured and accused of treason against mm-hmm. witchery or against witches, and he's being tortured by Prudence and the Weird Sisters. Yep. Um, and if you if if you've seen the scene or if you look pull it up, you'll just notice that like he's got this whole pride thing about being a witch. He's very prideful of that. He would never hurt a witch. He's that's not his thing. He mm-hmm. was on house arrest for like seventy five years for um trying to attack the Vatican. Which makes he, a lot of sense. He blew up the Vatican. Right. Uh, the Vatican is a part of uh, a, a religion that, uh, you know, uh, uh, hunted witches. I mean, I believe yeah, it, 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 like... it was, right, it was the, the, the religious coalition and some lores that hunted the Salem witches. So it makes sense that he did that. But he but he would never attack his own kind. Um, and it was just his resilience and his strength. Like, uh, y'all not going to break me. Like, it's not about to happen. You know, he's given that black man flex a couple times, and I was just like, "All right, bro, like, yeah, like, you know, give it to us, like, that's fire, like, you know." And um, I, 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 uh, we gotta revisit Prudence because she's that bitch. But I love when him and her had that moment, and he's like, she's like, "Oh, something, something, um, 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 to Dorcas, how could you be um, 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 losing to a, a filthy spellman?" And he walks up in her ear, like how black men are known to do, real subtle and real sexy, like. Once upon a time, you wanted this spell, man. And I was like, yo, yo, that shit was, I love that scene. But yeah, like scenes like that. And then just like some other things, like he's so, he's always been so like 
uh, 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 loyal, loyal to his family yeah. name and loyal to Sabrina and just his way of defending them and their times of need and things like that. It, it's just it's stuff that you love to see on a black man portrayed in, in society and in film and TV, but it's also just dope to see that in a, in a, in a supernatural and mm-hmm. a, a fictional character too, you know? And yeah. so Ambrose Feldman is definitely somebody who had to make the list because, you know, we don't got too many male magical folks that we can go, hey, boom, yeah. boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? The one thing I also love about Ambrose, well, there's a couple of things I love about Ambrose, but I'm going to So he's the only black person in the Spellman household. Now, Fact. I was nervous. <laughs> Bitch was nervous. I was like, they got this black man, a house of white women. I was like, how the fuck are they going to play this character? Like, how are they going to do it? But he has become the, like, he steals every fucking scene that he's in. He does. Like, I fucking love it. And what I also love about the Spellman household is like, it's, like you're just like okay, you got these three white women and this black guy who who's their cousin, and it doesn't feel odd. Yeah, you know, it's that, like oh no, he belongs there. Like I no, agree. he's a spellman. <laughs> like no, that yeah. is <laughs> like he's you know like you don't even you don't notice the race. Mm-hmm. You notice more of the um, characteristics that he that he, Ambrose embodies, and that's a spellman. You know, yeah. they're hard-headed. But at the end of the day, they're loyal. They're also extremely powerful and extremely smart. And they're also it's, funny. It's hilarious. Oh, it's like it's like yeah. that's one thing that I'll say that they made sure they tied in was that all of the spellmans have like wit. You know? Yeah. That was like they're kind of a spellman thing is to have wit. They're fast. They're they're even even fucking Sabrina is smart. But she's also a teenager, so she doesn't really get it yet. But the bitch is mm-hmm. bad. Like she has mm-hmm. like fucking like something's going up there. Like girl, you could be extremely powerful if you just stop being a fucking teenager. <laughs> right, it's like, true. When you hit your twenties, you're gonna be a bad witch. Like we love it. It's true, it's true. And we can't. And and I and I know she's not on your list, but we cannot talk about black witches from this show and skip past Roz, who was uh, a, a psychic yeah. who was Sabrina's friend, who had uh. Uh, the ability to, she had the cunning, so they say, and she was able to see, like, have foresight, basically. Another dope black character. Like, I just, I, I was, I think that this show had me, I'm sorry, this show had me so wrapped up because I just, we got Ambrose, we got Prudence, we got Roz, we got these dope black characters. And it was just like, it's just so dope. It, it really is cool to get that because I feel like when I was a kid, like for popular like cartoonish TV, we had a couple little people tucked in here and there, but you didn't get like the cluster of where people were the focus and they were black mm-hmm. like that and they had powers, you know. Like we got a couple things here and there. We didn't get it like this, and I just oh no. It's it's really good, and also with Roz, they didn't make her ambiguous because you know they're also good for throwing just an ambiguous black person. You're like, are they black? Like, no, she's black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's right, no denying right. it. She come from a black ass grandma who also mm-hmm. had powers, and so I was a little nervous for her to be with Harvey <laughs> because I was that, like, you yeah. With I was actually her, surprised. We, over, we will all fight you. <laughs> but I but I was so surprised they even did that like that way. That that was a little 
But I'm glad it worked to where they're still cool and everything. But even when I see, like, episodes now, I'm like, this is a little weird to me because... Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's all good. Like I'm we good. We grew up loving Harvey and Sabrina, but now and and they gave us that in season one. They were together, mm-hmm. and then they broke up, and you know he ended up being with Roz. And I mean, if I was him, I mean that's an upgrade. <laughs> that is not, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and not because she's black. I just think she's the better girl out of the yeah. two. Like Sabrina is a witch, but she's also fucking annoying. <laughs> like Sabrina, yeah. Is- so, so, Sabrina's very like, I'm just gonna do what I feel like doing at the moment. I'm sorry if if it, like I know I was supposed to be there for you and be a good person, but you know what? I kind of want to do this right now. So yeah. she a little like she low key a little toxic, <laughs> like low key. Sabrina is a fucking teenager. Like she embodies a teenager. You will tell her no, and she's gonna do it, and not just do it once. She's gonna keep fucking doing it. Like this bitch. <laughs> like we word that's the whole show. But back to Ambrose, and another thing I love about Ambrose, he too is also um, sexually fluid. Cause yes. when we first like when we see him interacting with people, like he's loving up on a guy. Yep. And they then play on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then season two, he's with Prudence. And I'm just like, yes. Yeah. I love it. I will be there. I, I I I I'm gonna say this. I am very grateful for the progression of like fluidity in the world. And not and and specifically for black people, and I'm gonna say this because a lot of our hindrance comes from, especially for black men, comes from the evasion of mm-hmm. looking like a black woman, the evasion of like relating to the black woman too much. And it's mm-hmm. weird that you wouldn't want to relate to the one other level of the species you should want to relate to in the world, because the rest of the world don't give a fuck about us. If anybody gives a fuck about black men, it's black women. But yeah. it's weird that for such a long time, black men are and I and I'll even go as far as to say are are conditioned to like believe that the traits black women hold are traits that like are less than themselves. It's just strange. And so moving out of like sexuality, just like just like the idea of just even being emotional or being expressive and shit like that. And so it's so good to see characters portrayed who are challenged, who are challenged by normalcy and shit like that. Fluidity, all that shit is so healthy. Because the younger folks need to not see that you get smacked if you're a black boy and you crying. Like, they don't need to see that no more. That We got to kill that now. Because that's what the, a, a lot of people are taking their own lives over constantly getting smacked because they was emotional and had, had feelings and things, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's just good to see that in TV. And it's supernatural, it, you know, but still, it's still good to see that it's in still, TV it's on black skin. all can relate to, yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. even Ambrose, like, he cries. He, yep. he He's not the typical, you know, over um <clears throat> over sexualized black man he's also n- not this hyper masculine man when you see him like like even like his movements and like the way he will look the way he dresses it's just it's refreshing mm-hmm. you know and he is able to still be that masculine quote unquote figure but still be bisexual and no one questions it like yep, I said, season absolutely. one, he was with a guy. Season two, he's like, and once again, he was in an orgy. 
<laughs> everybody <laughs> was fucking everybody. I mean, and then they everyone And then season two, he's with Prudence, who's also sexually fluid. And mm-hmm. like the love that they show, and like I remember, so they were, this is when they were in New Orleans, and they were trying to do this this spell, and she's like, and he's like kissing up on her because he's just that in love with her, mm-hmm. and she's like, babe, it, this doesn't call for sex magic, and I'm right. like. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that scene. And starting like they're surrounded by candles, and their brown skin is just glowing, glistening. Oh. All the fucking butters that Netflix can order. I think they have mango butter. They have <laughs> butter. They have shea butter. The they butter. have every fucking butter <laughs> on set for that scene. They just look so fucking amazing. The butters, bro. The butter. <laughs> <laughs> they had every butter. They had every fucking butter. You know that makes sense. Do you remember that one video? There's a white lady. She goes, "Black people have been hiding the butter. <laughs> They've been hiding the butter." Like <laughs> yes, this we have. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! <laughs> but yeah, Ambrose is such a dope ass character. But and like I said, season one. I did think that nigga, the, he belonged in a loony bin. I was like, this man is fucking nuts. <laughs> he blew up the fucking Vatican. Like, <laughs> and he had tried to kill the Pope. I was like, this man is crazy. <laughs> hmm It was so good. But well, I, I really want Ambrose and Prudence to have their own spinoff show. Yeah. I'm- I was thinking about that, too. Because I'm, I'm, I'm like a few episodes into season three. And I was like, I really wouldn't mind them having something. Di- especially that they done move the then then Louisiana New Orleans right now. I'm like yeah. that would be dope, you know? Yeah, I'm I I'm tired of Sabrina. <laughs> like don't get me wrong, the show is good. No, the show is good, but I'm tired of her being the main character. Like I love it when the sh- when the episode's about someone else and she's just mm-hmm. there, if that makes sense. So I feel you. I really want Ambrose to have his own show, like he, or at least like a mini series, or give us a movie, like give us the backstory of him, like plotting to blow up the Vatican, like. Oh, now that would be dope. That would be can real we dope. Get a movie on that, like, like we should see why he blew it up, because I guarantee you, we're gonna support it. <laughs> facts, big facts. I don't, before I see it, I'm already throwing my coins in. Here, you which how much you need? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I will donate to I will donate donate to that one too. Like, we should get more <laughs> on this. Like, he is such a dope character. So, word, definitely, I definitely I agree to that one. But whew, so we're almost done. The last character you guys wanted to speak on well you guys um voted as your um top black witch is mm. Tituba and her and this played by Ashley and I'm going to butcher this name I'm so sorry it's Madiqui Madiqua or Madiqui I'm, I'm so sorry girl I'm sorry you probably not even listen to my apologies <laughs> and she um and Ashley plays Tituba and is from Salem. Have mm-hmm. you seen that show Salem? I have. Um, I watched the first season. I didn't even think they were making more, another season. It took them a while to put another season out, so I haven't seen season it two. Did. But I watched season. I watched season one, 
And Tish Jabot was my baby. Oh my God, I was in love with Tish. I was I was crazy about her. Yes, we're gonna call her Tish because you know black people love getting each other nicknames. Tish. Nicknames, right? It did. It took them a fucking while to put out season one. I mean, season two. Because I was on, I found this website when season one came out. I was on this website that you could get, um, you could stream um, like TV shows for free. So this is before like um, you were able to use like Amazon and the Fire Stick and you could unlock it. So I'm okay. online and I'm like, Salem. I'm like, well, you know, I like witches. I like, I like spooky shit. Let me watch it. And I just fell in love with her character. And then, like, season one happened, and I was like, it. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, okay. Yeah, was- and then, like, a couple years later, they're like, oh, season two and three is out. I was like, oh. What? Wait, they released two and three? Damn. I think season, already, I think season three might be it. Hold on, let me see. Salem season. I think they're up to season four. Wow. Okay, so, all right. So, I got some oh, more no. to do. It, it it's only um season three. Okay, I got it's some work to do because I, when I tell you, I'm the kind of person I, if I watch a show and it has episodes out and they're all out, I'm gonna binge the fuck out of it and then I'm gonna yeah. like put a pin in a date to remember when the next season starts or whatever. But since Salem took a few years to do another season, I thought they weren't mm-hmm. gonna do one. Yep. No, it's three seasons and it's thirty six episodes. Oh yeah, well yeah, I'll definitely be catching up on two and three, definitely. Yeah, me too. Um, I saw part of season two. Um, I I think I ended up like stopping halfway through, just because you know, life, and I mm-hmm. did not see season three. But my favorite scene was when Titch was speaking to Ma- Mary, Sh- um, uh, Mary Shelby, and mm-hmm. Mary. She's basically the the um lead character, the main character. Sorry, yeah, of the, the main, show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're introduced to Mary. She has this guy who she's really in love with. They're not to get. They're not married, but they're fucking, and she's pregnant. So Titch is like, well, um, if you if I can help you get rid of the kid, because basically your man is dead from the army, and if they find out that you're pregnant. And this is the Puritan during the Puritan times. Puritan and Salem, era, like, yeah. you find out it's a rat. So yeah. she's like, basically like, okay, what are you going to do? She takes her to the woods and she sacrifices her baby. She gives the baby to the devil. And in return, Mary becomes a witch. And now she's like queen of this town. And that's basically how the first, like, first episode episode one starts so that's the backstory and then tish becomes like her confidant her um i don't want to say she's basically her slave like i'm not gonna lie like it's true yeah it's very true but also no i'm not just a small ad sorry to cut you off but uh, and also too like tish is uh, even jumping back to something that we mentioned earlier in in the episode with marie laveau says to jessica lange's character it's like everything you got, you got from us. And that's basically what it is between Marie Shelby and Tishaba. It's like she's constantly going to her, how do I do this? How can I help me? You know, and Tishaba's like, hmm, all right, this is what you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then at one point, Mary thinks she's too good. And then <laughs> Titch is like, look, like, you dealing with shit that you you have no idea what you're dealing with. And, of course, the white woman's going to white woman. So she's like, no, I got this. I'm this. And... 
Twitch is like, you have no idea. Like, you just started this. I've been doing this. So Mm -hmm. this is the little quote that she says to um, Mary. And this is basically her Twitch trying to explain to her, like, yeah, you may be angry at the Puritans, but you have no idea how angry I am. So this is it, it starts off, you seek out from your lands to discover the world as if the world wasn't known to the people who live there. Every place you people set foot on this earth is a crime. And then you mm. have the audacity to explain to complain when others would dare to treat you with the same cold, calculating slaughter that you have dealt every other people in this world. Believe it or not, I am truly sorry that you must be lost in this in the storm. But I know you, Mary. You are too smart not to see that what is coming is no crime but justice. Cruel, perhaps, but justice. Hmm. Hmm. Listen. I just love how they make black women and some of these like supernatural things give them these little lines to white women. Like, yeah. <laughs> low key, you just like that. Stick it to her. Stick it to her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you might be upset, but baby, <laughs> listen, you have no idea how upset I am because the backstory of this character in Salem, she she was with her family. The Puritans came in. And basically kidnapped her and made her a slave. Mm. So she was like, you're upset that they're mistreating you. But I had a family. I was minding my own fucking business with my own with my family until y'all came in and made us slaves. So like, like you might be upset with what I plan on doing because she, she planned on fucking shit up. And she was like, but you have no idea. And don't you dare like complain. Like, like she said, it's justice. But yeah, so I I love Tichuba. And actually, Tichuba is is based off of a real person and yes, one of yes, the few yes. women not killed during the witch trials. So she wow. was found guilty of witchcraft. She went to prison, came out, and lived the rest of her life. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> took, a, took a black woman to be one of the ones that they ain't get. She said, y'all thought y'all had witchcraft. I'm going to go into their fucking trial, go into their jail, and come back out unscathed. Mm-hmm. You bitches is going to be burnt on the stake. Because <laughs> a lot of those women, unfortunately, didn't make it. Yeah. And, and I mean, if, if you really do some, like, real deep digging with the Puritans and what they did to those women, most hmm. of them weren't witches. They could have right, just been strong women who just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, that, and... that, that's what they, that's what they say too. Like a lot, a lot of the the Salem witch hunt were not hunts for actual supernatural beings. It wasn't that. It was literally an attack on women. Yeah, it was attack on women who dared to go against the norms of the society, and so one of the um, ways they would check to see if you were a witch if you had like. Uh, I guess like a, a devil spot or a demon spot, and it's basically a mole. Everyone has moles. Wow! If you, have, if you had a mole, that was proof that you know you had dealings with the devil. And this is how they tested you. So they will basically strap you to a chair, right? And they will drown you. If you actually drowned and died, it was proof that you weren't a witch. 
What? However, if you were able to, to survive it, like break free and survive, it was proof that you were a witch. And then you still ended up dying. <laughs> They'll kill you some wow. other Wow. Mm-hmm. So no matter mm-hmm. what, you were going to die. That that was it. That was just it. Either way, you were going to die. That was some fucked up shit. Yeah, like they did some crazy shit back in the day and we don't even realize like how long lasting that is because like like the puritans were fucking weirdos and we still have that like you know we're afraid of like showing our naked body you know everything is like oh you need to be covered up you need to do this you need to do it i'm like Listen, yeah, like, especially black people, I'm like, y'all so quick to say, oh, you need to cover up. You need to be more lady. Like, I'm like, you have no idea how close to white people you sound when using that statement. Yep. You know? That part. I'm like, a naked body doesn't always mean it's something to be sexualized. Breasts shouldn't be sexualized. Even genitalia shouldn't automatically be sexualized. Breasts exist mainly to feed babies. Like, I... I genuinely don't understand the whole, like, and that's taking us off topic, but I really don't get the whole nutty, like, people really stop women in the street who are, like, women who are, like, riding public transportation or singing in a park, breastfeeding, they really stop them and tell them they're disgusting. And I'm like, yo, every person who does that should get, I wish, just punch them in their fucking face. She's clearly feeding a child. You're, 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 you're really bugging, like. She's Babe. feeding a child. These are, are working breasts. <laughs> These breasts are yeah. doing a fucking job. They're not <laughs> here to make your dick hard. <laughs> they right. are here to feed <laughs> someone. <laughs> like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. I'm telling you, the Puritans did a fucking number. And it lasted. Unfortunately, it lasted. Yeah, but I really, in, in, the, in future episodes, I really want to... Um, really go in talking about the Salem witch trials and how fucked up it was. Like, yeah, just the cruelty of it all. And, you know, it it just, it shows you how nasty and cruel humans or humans can, can really be like, yeah, just, just nasty, nasty, cruel. Those women, those women weren't just killed. They were raped. Like, let's get real. They were fucked before they were killed. Like, there was a lot of shit that was going on with them with them selling witch trials. Like, that was just... Hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. So, yeah. In a future episode, I do want to um, talk about that. And, you know, Selma's not that far away from New York, so hopefully I'll, one day I'll be able to go up there. It'll be nice to go up there um, during Halloween and see how it is. We'll see. Yeah, I, I would but, like to do that to myself, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's not that far as what, two hours away? That's it. We go around the Metro North. <laughs> <laughs> but we are done. We are done talking about witches. <laughs> yeah, we are. We made it through the list, and I think we did a good job. We did. We did. Um, we didn't get too sidetracked, but we had a good time. <laughs> but on the rona list we got um we got twitches and we Uh also have ease bayou and Mm -hmm. yeah and like i said for twitches i am gonna um i'll live tweet it 
or live Instagram it. I'll do that. Definitely. I mean, I have I have Disney Plus, so whatever. <laughs> 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 oh, so before we officially head out, do you have a spooky tale or story you would like to share with hmm. us? Um. Oof. Well, this was spooky for me. Okay. Um, and so I don't necessarily, I won't name any names, but I happened to be at um, people's house, who I knew, um, and I was using the restroom. And after I left the restroom, you know, one of the other people went and, like, I guess they were sleeping in the hallway by the restroom. Okay. And as I'm walking out the restroom, the person sleeping says, to the other person in the home, hey, so-and-so, yeah, did you see this man, did you notice this man sitting on the toilet? And I'm like, as I'm in the hallway, just left the same place, I stop, I freeze my entire body, like, I was like, no, I, I just left the, so I was like, wait, am I, is it me, am I the person that they're talking about? <laughs> but what happened was, these are women who, um, who have often been able to see spirits. Okay. Um, and so the other person responds, yeah, he's been in that bathroom for the last three days. And that shit took me out. I went, I walked and sat on the couch and I was like touching my body. I was like, I was breathing. I was like, I'm breathing <laughs> the fuck out. And so the other person comes out and they go, oh, no, 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 no. Don't be, don't be scared. It's okay. You know, but you know, sometimes they just linger in certain spaces. And I was like, you mean they was in there while I was in there? And she goes, most likely. And I was thrilled. Oh, I, I had such a hard, then that night as I'm asleep, I swear I was up for an hour and a half, staring at the wall. Like, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I can't do this. Uh, but some people, some people, as a lot of people know in the world, are touched and can see things of an elevated plane and things like that. And I'm not, I can't see things. I don't want to take you out. The most I've ever had, um, I feel stuff like touches and things like, but I know Mm -hmm. with me, it's like, it's family or like, you know, people who have passed who watch over me. Like one time me and my mom got into a real bad argument when I was in my teens. And this is after my grandmother passed away. And I had went to lay down after we had gotten to our little argument. And I felt this real sharp, like, it felt like somebody poked me, like, a real good poke in my side. Yeah. And I, like, pulled the covers off and looked, and it was no one there. But I was like, oh, I think that was my grandmother, because she don't like that. <laughs> she, yeah. Before she before she passed, she told me, she said, you, she said, no, you, she said, come here. And I said, yes, Grandma. She said, you make sure you take care of your mama, you hear me? She said, your mama always going to be there for you. She said a whole bunch of stuff to me before, yeah. uh, some weeks before she passed and stuff. But it was very big on, like, that I always honor my mother. Um, Mm -hmm. And as the years progressed, it really sat with me because I noticed how much me and my mother, like, have swelled together. And, like, we've become such a unit and, like, a team. Whereas when I was a teenager and a preteen, we would bicker and fight. But, like, in in my adult years, me and my mother are, like, really, really, really close. And we'll talk for hours, like just hours will pass and we'll be in full conversation. And I'll be like, damn, yeah. it's, it's, it's 10 o'clock. Like I've been talking to you for two hours, but it's my mom, you know, but yeah, yeah that, that, that moment that I had at my friend's house <laughs> freaked me the hell out. <laughs> but I'm also scary. 
Yeah, I'm also scary. Like, you tell me there's something in here, I'm going to be shook. <laughs> I'll tell you now. <laughs> so it don't take I'm, much. <laughs> right. I, I'm not scared of no people now. I ain't scared of no humans. But you tell me there's something I can't touch in here, I might, I'm, 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 I'm going to lose my, I'm going to lose my grip. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't blame you. Look, like I said, I ain't afraid of people, but it's the invisible people that I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> my grandmother, I don't think I've ever had anything like that, but she has come to me in dreams. Mm. And the last time she came to me, I think I told the story on here. So by the time she passed away, she was in a coma. So I mm. never really got the opportunity to, you know, say my goodbyes to her. And mm-hmm. I was also pulling away from her, not because of, you know, we had any issues. I was becoming a teenager. So I started mm. doing more stuff. So before, you know, I I lived up under my grandmother. There were days where I'm like, I don't want to go home. I don't go to my grandma's house. And my dad was like, all right, pack a bag. And I would literally stay with my grandmother for like a week and leave from school and go back to her house because I just love being around my grandmother. <clears throat> and by the time I became a teenager, you know, teenagers are selfish. You know, if I could do mm. it, oh, I would. But teenagers are selfish. Yeah. So she was getting sick. And my dad kept saying, well, you know, you need to go visit your grandmother. I'm like, I'm going to go see her. I'm going to go see her. Like, don't worry. And I'm like 14, 15. I'm like slowly dating and stuff. And a couple of days before she passed, she was in a coma. So I was in high school and I went to go see her. And I want to say, like, the following day at night, she passed away. Because I remember my dad was in my room, and he's like, you know, your grandmother passed. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I've cried. It was sad. You know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But it always felt heavy on my spirit. Because when I tell you I was like, that was my girl. That was my Mm. girl. You know, yeah. there's pictures of us in matching minks. She has a black oh, mink. Wow. I have a white mink jacket. Like, that I was that. my girl. I love my grandmother. And there will be times when I would just be overcome with guilt. And I just, like, like it would just eat me up inside. So it was one of them. It was, like, a few years ago. So I'm having this dream. And it's a dream about, you know, basically having guilt. And she comes to me in my dream. And she's like, it's okay. Like it's oh, fine. That's, that's and so beautiful. I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's okay. Like, I know you oh, love that's me. So you beautiful. know I love you. It's okay. And I literally woke up crying. But wow. it wasn't a cry because like I missed her. It felt like I was able to say everything I couldn't. I'm crying mm. right now. Like, I don't tell the story, I cry. Oh. Because you know, I no, no, no. I, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. So it's just it, and I never had that dream again. And that feeling that I had, I never had it again. Like it literally, like it was her, you mm. know. And I, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I believe. Like even if mm-hmm. it was my own mind making it up, I don't care. That was her, cause she knew I needed it. Cause I kept beating myself up over it. Like every time I'll tell people, I'm like. Go see your grandmother. Go see your grandfather. Like, this is what happened to me. You're going to regret it. 
Go, go. And I guess she was just like, girl, I'm tired of hearing you say that you regret it. She was like, God, just give me like, give me a hall pass for like an hour. <laughs> you know the girl is hard-headed. Give me, give me an hour to go talk to her because <laughs> she's hard-headed. Not a hall pass. And like, even um, in a dream, she she didn't even let me get it out. I was just like, I'm sorry. And she was like, I, no, mm, uh, I, I, I told you. I know. Right. I know. Classic you, you, grandmother. You don't, have to, you don't have to apologize. Like I told you, I mm. know you love me, and you know I loved you. So like she was basically like, You you so fucking hard-headed. Like it's okay. And honestly, that was one of the best moments I had with her. Wow, you know, that's beautiful. I wish she was still here because when I tell you mama was like, y'all think I'm terrible? Listen, that old woman, <laughs> she was a fucking, God, God bless her So She was a firecracker. <laughs> like, I was right there. She would curse you out and be like, you hungry? Okay. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. Like, oh, I'm going to push you down these steps. <laughs> like, listen, listen the, the nature of black women is to be able, one of the things that I've taken from the black women who have been, who have raised me, my grandmothers and my mother, and is that they're going to get you together, but it's not going to be a, oh, we don't speak no more, because you're not, it, um, okay, and so um, come get you a plate. <laughs> like, Listen, yeah, you're not going to be up I, in I my don't... house, angry at me. <laughs> yes. I'm going to tell you about yourself, and you're going to eat my good food, too. Right. <laughs> That's so true. When I was younger, I used to be like, I'm telling grandma on you. My dad be like, that is my mama. What do you mean you gonna tell my mother on me? And I was a call right. my mom. I'm like, grandma, daddy's doing this. She's like, put him on the phone. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and like you can see his whole mood would change. He's like, all right, all right, Ruth, all right, all right. And he like, come on. I'm like, what happened? You know what happened. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That is hilarious. It's true, though, he, man. I'm like, I'm telling grandma on you. And he's like, like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that was to my this thing. Day, yo, I'm to this grandma. day, my father is still, like, he is. He loves his great-grandma, his grandmother, my great-grandmother, his grandmother. He mm. loves her. She's still alive. She's 93, I believe. Don't quote me. 92, 93, somewhere around there. She's in her mm. 90s. But she still drives. This lady lives in South Carolina. She still drives during the day. Um, but she is, that woman is old school firecracker to the, and my dad and my, my dad and his, his brothers are still very much scared of her. Like the same fear oh, they yeah. had when they were five, they're all 40 something, almost 50. And they're terrified of their grandmother. <laughs> so like they would always go, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're near to come. Just make sure you do this. I'm like, well, nope. for what? And then she came along, and she'd get you together. And you like, what? Well, this lady is old, but she's still getting you together, <laughs> like you know. And that's I would say too. I know. I also know, like some people, like like the way that they'll talk to their parents, or their parents would talk to them. It was like a like disrespectful, but the way my grandma was able to get you, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like she she she'll cut you. Don't get me wrong. She'll cut she'll cut your spirit, but she'll also build it right back up. So she'll like, mm. are, are you fucking stupid? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> and like mm-hmm. you just go off and then she'll like, 
all right, get a pen and paper because I'm going to show you what we're going to do to correct it. Right. <laughs> like, this is mm-hmm. what we're going to do. You're going to go to the man. You're going to tell him this is what you got. And you're going to do this. Are you listening? Because I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> and you're like, all right, all right. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know? That and she'll do like you grandma. right back on up. Like, all right, girl. I right. got it. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I, I do not want her popping up <laughs> in my house. <laughs> and, like, and it was funny. So when my mom passed away, we had her cremated. So my aunt, this is fucked up. But I don't care. My, my aunt was like, do you want the ashes? I was like, I don't want her walking around my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, yo, so but that's mom, real. She was just like, Anissa. I was like, I love her. I don't. <laughs> that's true though no for real it, it'd be I like was that like, wherever god placed her i want her right. to stay there <laughs> listen that spirit ashes ought to be spread spread them shits because i don't want them manifesting <laughs> in one place and freaking me out shit <laughs> i was <laughs> like i don't want her walking around in my apartment <laughs> and like because you know also black people we don't play with death so like when we make death jokes they like bitch are you like no, demonic and, and, and we don't play with waking up in the middle of the night to pee and somebody in our kitchen cooking eggs. The fuck? Who, who that? Like, you know. <laughs> Is this class with a friendly ghost? Right. <laughs> oh, I told my God. Dad, and I love him. I was like, Dad, when you passed away, like, what do you want to do? He was like, oh, just cremate me. And I was like, well, you can't come to my house. <laughs> he started laughing. He was like, well, damn. He was like, Sprinkle me across the Wolfway Fishery Bridge. I was like, I'm weak, not Wolfway Fishery Bridge. Like, sprinkle my ashes over there. I was like, you will want to be in Harlem when you pass away. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. Yo, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, you can't come back to my house. I was like, I love you. I was like, you can come here. And he just started laughing. He's like, well, Oh my God, that's hilarious. No, it's true. Listen, you manifest them damn ashes in one place, they'll be right there sitting down with you while you're eating dinner. You know how much I love that. Imagine that nigga is in here in the afterlife. Man, you that would be the time I get the Ouija board to box his ass because I would need him to physically come into this realm. So I can tell the fuck on out. <laughs> look, you have to pull out that that classic line from from the crab where she said, "I bind you so you can't some shit so you, you can't, can't hurt, hurt um, yourself right. and others." I like that. Um, I think it's time you go on home to God. You've been praying. Right. For don't, don't stay here. You can't be here unless you pay oh rent. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Fun episode. Yeah, this was fun. Oh, god, I had you a good I'm over here, like, my nose is running, everything. I'm cracking up. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. This was dope. I had a really good time. But once again, before we end, please tell us where we can find your um, new EP. So my EP is called RQ Episode 1 Love. You can find it on any of the platforms where you search and download music. So that could be Title, Apple Music, Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Amazon Music, Google, uh, anywhere, honestly, anywhere you are, like, searching music and downloading it. Um, it should even be on Shazam, uh, uh, Pandora and iHeart Music by now. Um, I'm working on getting it on IG, 
Um, I think there's just one thing I got to pay for. When you're an independent artist, you'll pay for everything. <laughs> but yeah. there's one thing I gotta pay for to get it to be so that you can put it on your Instagram like stories and things. Okay. I'm working on that part. But excuse me, it's literally everywhere. But yeah, check it out, man. Um, I have a few other singles that I have out, like that I've done over the over the course of a couple years to some house joints that um bumped in Australia. They even charted on the Ariad um dance charts that chip track music for. Uh, Europe and Australia, so I have those out too, but the EP is my baby, it's my first EP, yeah. so yeah, check it out, I appreciate it. Absolutely, and I will um, make sure to add a link in the description, so it could take you right to the EP, and um, Sev, it's been a pleasure. Thank you um, so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely, and guys, like I said, I'm going to go on a mini break Rona's kicking our asses, and <laughs> I need a break. So um, <laughs> you probably won't hear from me, but when when I come back, I will have brand new topics, brand new guests, and it should be fun. Once again, it's been a pleasure, and I'll see you guys in about a month. Bye. Hey, guys. So as an extra added bonus, Stev is going to actually premiere one of his songs from his EP. And what song are we going to listen to now? Yes, this song is called Elevate. It is the third track on my EP, RQ Episode 1 Love. And uh, I hope y'all enjoy it. All right. Thank you. Hope you guys like it. You feel like a damn cracking. Afraid you won't hold up. The weight of the world is on you Your shoulders aren't strong enough You borderline suicidal Sometimes the end's always close And time is temperamental And a moment of truth can become untrue Well, I've got news for you Light is reoccurring So surrender your blues Stand firm and discover you are very necessary, my love The light in you is a precious thing You will see You will see that you are 